Lothra, Lothcat, Lothwolf, run. Pick a path and all is done. You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Should I have? It's a ship that made the castle run less than 12 parsecs. Hey everyone, and welcome to Castle Run Weekly. My name is Danny. I'm Heather. All right, guys, and today we have an awesome, awesome uh, subject uh, I'm really excited about. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Rebels Season 4, uh, the second trailer that just dropped uh, last week, I believe. I watched it. Don't, yes. don't, don't. <laughs> For those of you who do not know, uh, Heather is has an aversion to trailers. <laughs> yes. But the one thing that I've noticed about Star Wars is it's one fandom that they don't destroy the entire season with a trailer. Yes. I completely agree. And I mean, it's kind of um, seen through Last Jedi. A lot of people are crying out for another trailer and Lucasfilm's like, nah. nah. <laughs> Which I think light. we're... Well, and I think we may be due for one. And one of our group members uh, from our smugglers group, uh, Todd, he had actually pointed out something that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, so you have October 16th, which mm-hmm. is the premiere date for season four Rebels. Um, it's odd for one that it's even on a Monday. I mean, because they've changed everything and it's airing like six times in one day, starting at midnight the day of Monday. <laughs> like it's 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 wild. Um, but what he was saying is that it's possible with it being a two-part episode, like an hour-long episode, um, that it could mean that we may get a Last Jedi trailer as well on that day. That would be cool for a lot of people. <laughs> not not for you. <laughs> I don't know. I'll watch it because it's kind of yeah. my thing, but um, yeah. not my thing at the same time. But I like I said, you know, I mean... They haven't ruined the story for me yet, mm-hmm. but there's other fandom that do ruin the story just by having any one, like, Doctor Who trailers are notorious. Mm-hmm. I already know what's going to happen probably at Christmas. <laughs> oh, no. So, um, I tried to avoid them like the plague, but, you know, mm-hmm. as you've shown me, not every fandom is the same. So, um, well, and even still, like, um, Mark Hamill and I think, uh, Ryan Johnson both had tweeted out a while back before all of this stuff came out with Entertainment Weekly and Variety and all that, saying, if you can, stay away from them, um, from the spoilers and things like that. And that's what I'm trying to do. So, if we I get do, another Last yeah. Jedi trailer, I'm iffy if I'm going to actually partake in it. Well, if we get another one, I, I can see watching it if it's official. Mm hmm. Just yeah. not, I, I wouldn't want any true spoilers, because that just ruins the whole story. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and that's part of the draw of Last Jedi right now, is that there's so much mystery around it. Right. Um, that you literally know next to nothing. I mean, we get porgs. That's pretty much what we know uh, for sure is going to happen. <laughs> Evil pork says no! <laughs> I, I'm almost rooting for what you're wanting for the porgs, <laughs> but the, the evil gremlins, like, that has to happen now. <laughs> I drew uh, an evil porg is where that came from. And my evil porg is like not very good because I can't draw very good. But <laughs> he always is very adamant that, you know, things not go porgish ways. <laughs> we'll have to uh, post that here soon. <laughs> It'll be an official t-shirt and all the whole thing. Tim <laughs> matches all of it. <laughs> it's like Tim Burton style, only not as 
you know, awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, so getting into our main topic of the day for the season four, the newest trailer um, they released during Fan Expo in Canada, um, which the uh, the lucky uh, con goers uh, got to actually experience episode two. Ooh. In its full glory for season four Rebels, where we got the first one at Celebration, um, I'm almost more jealous at them. They're so fancy. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they got to see a little bit more of it and everything. So that's the first two episodes of the season, um, which come in at like an hour long uh, yeah. for both of them. I mean, roughly with commercials, but <laughs> maybe about forty minutes if we're being yeah, true. Yeah, forty-two <laughs> minutes, I think, is the standard. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot in this new trailer. Um, it's been out for about a week now, um, and so everybody's had time to pick through it. So have we. Um, and so I really just want to like just dive on into it. Let's you down? go. Cool. So it opens up with a very peculiar rhyme that in rewatching Rebels with my wife here recently, I noticed was in the first season. Oh. Uh. Um, well, no. First season or second season, I'm not 100 percent sure. It's the first time that uh, that Ezra visits the uh, Jedi Temple on Lothal. Um, it's uh, make sure I get this right: Lothrat, Lothcat, Loth Wolf Run, pick a path, and all is done. Um, it's their version of any Meeny Miny Mo, right. <laughs> from what I can tell. But he uses that during the time where um, he goes to get his Kyber crystal. So I think it is season one. Um, he goes to get his Kyber crystal with Kanan on the Jedi Temple on Lothal. And that's how he picks his path. Ends up being the wrong path, but uh, that's how he chooses where he's going to go. Not and everything. the wrong so. path. I mean, he got his crystal. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> so yeah. So he. I didn't realize though that it had been in Rebels before. That was the first time I'd really paid attention to that rhyme, and I was just kind of like, "Oh wow, that's profound." And then going back in season one, it was like not so profound (laughs) but to me it is profound because the three paths each animal has their own way of doing things Mm -hmm. you know and um see you say that it opened up to the rhyme to me it opened up to pain and suffering everybody yelling out for help and what are we going to do? And mm-hmm. things are just crushing us at this moment. And then they open and, and then they bring on the rhyme, you know, mm-hmm. that these animals, you could choose, like, I don't know much about these particular creatures, yeah. but, you know, I think they choose wolf because mm-hmm. you see the wolf throughout, but. Right. Well, I mean, as far as that goes, I mean, like the, the crying out and everything at the very first of it reminded me a lot of Luke in Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, where that's what he heard from Leia and Han and his friends, and he had to go. He had and to go. So, yeah. And so in the first season, Ezra dealt with um, visions and things like that, uh, not really knowing how to interpret them, um, even following a vision to its completion and realizing that it wasn't what it seemed. Um, I think it was with uh, one of the officials on Lothal that was supposed to be for the Rebels. Right. He ended up being a bait for... Right, bait for the rebels to to the empire, um, and so with that vision, it, it's interesting that those visions are coming back, especially after Ezra has dealt with the holocron, with uh, with Maul and everything. I wonder if we're going to see more of that. Um, but the whole wolf thing has been really peculiar. Like it almost kind of adds mystery to the already mysterious season four. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. 
But I mean, I'm kind of wondering what happens there because we actually get a scene in the trailer where Ezra's eyes are like all purple looking at like hyperspace is what it looks like. Right. Um, which reminded me of when he met the Pergils yes. in season one. That would be very cool to have that kind of connection with something. Maybe the wolves or maybe more Pergil or who mm. knows. All I know is he's always had this um, force connection with animals. Mm-hmm. And um, it makes me wonder. We know what path they take because yeah. we've seen the movies. and mm-hmm. But we don't know what path these people take by the right. end of season four. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Um, which, I mean, you and I have our predictions on who will actually survive the season. Right. Um, and, and obviously, yeah. we know what Syndulla chooses. Right. Hera. Mm-hmm. We know what she chooses, but we don't know if Kanan and Ezra and Sabine take the same path as her. Right. And as far as that goes, I mean... It's kind of, I don't know, it was unsettling to me to hear, I mean, obviously everything's out of text, but unsettling for me to hear Ezra talking about how maybe they're choosing the wrong way. Because and- Kanan's always told him how, it's how you fight is is what's important. But Ezra's like, well, maybe we're doing it wrong. Yeah. And uh, it made me wonder when Kanan was saying that, is is he saying that from beyond the grave? Oh, man. I didn't even think about that. The way he says it is like, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I thought the way he said it was, you know, I have, you know, I have given up mine, but mm-hmm. it, it, yes, it's how we choose to fight. And yeah, Ezra's like, well, maybe we are choosing the wrong path because look what happened to you. Wow. See, I didn't even think about it that way at all. Because I, I, I don't know, honestly, I do feel like Kanan's not going to make it. I know uh, he's not going to make it. I almost yeah. can know he's not going to make it. I yeah. just, I don't know when in the, you know, I don't know when in the timeline he's going to kick it. And right. I wonder if it's going to be earlier than the very end. Mm-hmm. And so he's talking to Ezra as maybe a force ghost or maybe just his memory of okay. of his master and you know having that connection with him and maybe you know that's why he's hearing what Kanan would have said because I don't know if Kanan has even got the possibility of being a force ghost at this point um if he's going to have that particular power but mm-hmm. um yeah I can see that being something that's said to him from beyond his mm-hmm. life. I can see that. Um, I don't want him to die, though. That's the, I know. <laughs> I, lo- I love Kanan so much. Um, he, he's, he's, I hate to say this, but he's so much cooler blind. <laughs> 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 like, when when he lost his sight and everything, all through season three, like, he, he was so much cooler. Um, like, I love his character um, as a whole, just that reluctant teacher. And, and even then, it's not reluctance because of what he's got to teach or who he's teaching. It's because of himself. And he's in this constant self-doubt and everything. And I don't know. I just, I, I feel like he, it, he has the most in-depth character so far. Um, because I know we're going to see a lot out of Hera yeah. uh, coming up. And, and if Kanan does 
if if and when probably <laughs> Kanan does bite the dust. Um, I mean that gives Hera even something else to fight for, right? Because which could she's explain why we're seeing much, her in the X wing and stuff like that, right? She's pretty much you know um, at this point put him off mm-hmm. to do this. This is right. what she's gonna do. She's got the blinders on, mm-hmm. and um, she's put everybody behind and. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder, I think that this is going to catalyze her. A lot of things are going to happen in season four to catalyze her and harden her, unfortunately, mm-hmm. into the warrior that she's going to become. Uh, and I also feel like it's important to note, too, so a lot of uh, the fans that, or the, the people who went to the Fan Expo in Canada, um, they said that they noticed Vanessa, Mar- Vanessa Marshall, uh, the voice of Hera, um, she actually teared up during the uh, X-Wing scene in the trailer. Um, and so she she kind of got shaky and everything. And so I wonder if maybe that's a clue to something. <laughs> Some, something big happens or something like that. Because, I mean, all it's really cool to see all of this cast so attached to their characters. Um, I got to see that at Celebration and everything. And they're, they're really involved in their characters. They're a small family in real life. Uh, and it's really cool. Well, I kind of feel like even if Kanan does you know, bite it in the very beginning. Cause uh-huh. I think that that might happen. Oh, not at the first of the season. <laughs> give me, give me a little bit more. <laughs> um, I'm, I, that's just my take. I mean, yeah. obviously, but, um, I think that if he's the first one to go, you know, that is going to cause a lot of issues and a lot of story. Well, big- yeah, a big ripple effect throughout right. the entire team. Um, it's going to take them all to a whole nother level, and we'll actually get to see how they deal with that pain of someone super close to them. So we kind of see it with Sabine, because um, obviously the Empire's got some new weapon uh, with that uh, EMP electrical whatever force lightning thing. I don't right. know. The, the Fry the Mandalorian's weapon? I don't know. <laughs> but um, it looks intense. It um, does. And it was intense in Star Wars Celebration, too, because it makes an appearance in the first episode. <laughs> Spoilers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, the whole episode, the first episode is Mandalore. It's right. opening up to what's happening and everything. And I'm not going to spoil the episode. But, I mean, you do get a glimpse at that weapon. And it's just as devastating as it seems in the trailer. Um, and seeing Sabine react to that, and if Kanan ends up, dying early on in the season that on top of what she's already dealing with and Ezra and everybody else that's going to be heavy (laughs) yeah um, and you know Ezra to me needs to grow he's still Mm -hmm. a kid even though he shouldn't I mean so many things have happened to him that you would think that he would have grown more at this point, mm-hmm. but he is. He's still a kid. And mm-hmm. I think by the end of season four, if he survives, he will no longer be a child. Oh, definitely. Well, and I'd, I kind of wonder, too, because, I mean, obviously his his whole journey, Ezra's, um, has been a fight between the light and the dark side. Because mm-hmm. he's gone to one extreme and the other, just kind of flirting with the line. Um I wonder if we may see him fall to the dark side because we don't know his fate. We don't know his fate. Um, He may fall to the dark side um, Mm -hmm. and lose. Yeah. 
And and I don't want that for Ezra, but at the same time, like everything he has really been going towards has been falling that way. Um, that could mean his end, uh, which would be sad for him because, I mean, you kind of root for him. He's our technical main I character. I think Ahsoka but... is going to be his new master, and she's going to train him in the gray arts. That is that my particular cool. theory. Yeah. So now, that he doesn't have to go dark and he doesn't have to go light. He can just be Ezra, which is really what he would be able mm-hmm. to do. Because he's True. not a Jedi. No, he's not. Yeah. He doesn't have Jedi traits. He has he has the Force ability, but to me that is not necessarily the epitome of a Jedi. Right. No, definitely. I mean, that just it's uh, the epitome of a Force wielder. Right. <laughs> Which is what Ahsoka is. Exactly. Um, light or dark she is a wielder of the force right um so if we see ahsoka come back in that capacity i mean that would be awesome i think it Um, would too and i think it's going to happen after kanan leaves mm -hmm. and uh, ahsoka's going to come in and say you know you can come with me Mm -hmm. but i mean we'll see well that's assuming that ahsoka survives the season too i think she will i hope she will um I really want to see her live action eventually. <laughs> I think that would be awesome. It was funny because I, I think I, I don't know if I told you about this or not, um, but it, I went to go get uh, some comics. Um, I think it was a couple weeks back and uh, at my local comic book shop. And uh, the guy who was ringing me out, he was like, all right, spread it like wildfire. Rosario, Rosario Dawson. Dawson. Yeah. Rosario Dawson is Ahsoka in the next movie. Uh, episode eight. We'll see it. And it was funny, but I mean, at the same time, like, I mean, I, I can dig it. <laughs> I think that'd be cool. Well, what's um, the lifespan but... of her species, though? The what now? Her, the lifespan of her species. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. So I'm not sure about that. But, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I would just, I would like to see Ahsoka live at some point. At I think it would point, be a right. justification of her character. But, I mean, it's not necessary. But at the same time, it would be really cool. Yes. We I are going to cover that book. one. book. <laughs> I got the Ahsoka book for yes. Force Friday, and I was really excited about it. Not that it came out on Force Friday, but that's what oh, I yeah. celebrated it with. <laughs> no, it was, it, I, I love that book. I, well, I haven't finished it, but I've gotten a little ways into it, and I love it so far. So, so I yeah. should just go ahead and read it and not wait for Holocron Book Club? No, you should absolutely wait for <laughs> because I don't really remember much because we've had what three books since I started yes. reading. That book. <laughs> I told you I have minimal memory capacity. <laughs> I, I can tell you very, very little about it, but yeah. <laughs> um, but no, but I mean, as far as the Soka goes and everything, like I, I definitely want to see her survive. Um, I, I don't know what Ahsoka after Vader would look like though. I think that's my only thing Um, because I mean, she's gone through a lot so far. I mean, the last time she had already gone through an immense amount of stuff and now she's had to fight her old master and survived somehow. Mm -hmm. And she's going to be broken. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, um, whether she's scarred or not, she's going to be scarred. Oh, definitely. Uh, absolutely um and that's the thing is i mean like i'm interested to see what who she is coming out of that battle um because i mean she went to the in twilight of the prince went to that extreme of well then i will avenge his death um 
full on ready to do it. But I mean, like she even went so far as to, to the point where I'm not going to leave you again. Right. And so I wonder, I don't know. Then how did she survive? Exactly. She had to leave him at some point. Um, Mm -hmm. She's going to feel a lot of guilt for leaving the Jedi order. That's a what if though. That's one of our what what if episodes, but yes, um, (laughs) coming up our what if episodes. Um, (laughs) But you know, she's, had to leave him twice mm-hmm. now and she's going to have a lot of guilt going on. Mm-hmm. I, I can definitely see her. I mean, not necessarily being a different character, but the growth in her character uh, would be interesting to see what, what form it Direction, takes. I guess. Right. Yeah. What directs it takes. Yeah. So that would be something I definitely want to see in season four. Um, going with the rebel, the rebel factions and things like that. I think it's interesting that now we're now we have two warring rebel factions with uh, Mon Mothma and Sargerera. We're seeing that take shape. Yes, and to me, it's like it mimics some of like the civil um, civil rights movement. Some of them were more violent than others, but all True. of them wanted to go the same. They all had the same goal. They just had different paths to get there. And that's one thing that I love about Star Wars is that it doesn't glorify this stuff. I mean, it's hard and it's terrible. And Mm -hmm. there are different paths that you can take and Mm -hmm. none of them are great. Oh, yeah, definitely. And sometimes the best path isn't necessarily the best path. Um, So I'm interested to see... I guess kind of the dy- dynamic between Saul Guerrero and Mon Mothma's rebellion. Cause I-, I loved how he even put a dig at her and he was like, well, you can do Mon Mothma's errands or you can come and actually be with us and, and make a difference. Right. Yeah. Do some good. Kind of like these guys are just sitting on their hands. And I mean, like, <laughs> are they actually going to do anything? Um, which I think is really interesting. Well, I feel like that path in that path, they are complementary to each other. They look uh-huh. like they're perpendicular, but really they're they're really parallel. And uh-huh. they're on different sides of that line, but they're all going towards the same goal. Right. And without both factions, I mean, it's impossible to win a rebellion with lawful good. Mm-hmm. alignment um it's impossible to win win a rebellion strictly on chaotic evil too oh yeah definitely so i mean it's like they work together whether they like it or not one mm-hmm. is working out of fear and terrorism and the other one is working out of uh diplomacy and um attack a little at a time you know so i think they're right. both gaining ground and they're never going to go along but i think they have more in common than they think oh yeah definitely um and side note two tubes makes makes an appearance in there as well uh his uh bounty hunter friend from rogue one. Oh yeah <laughs> yeah two tubes i saw yeah. that i saw that that's really cool and i think that um you know, we'll get to see more of Saul, hopefully. Because mm-hmm. I'm interested in that character. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I'm interested to see really, truly what Saul's rebellion looks like um, as far as what he's doing. Cause, I mean, like you said, I mean, he, a lot of what he does is out of fear and out of terrorism. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's interesting is early on in, uh, I think it was 
trying to remember. I don't remember if it was in Rebels Season 1 or... No, it was in Clone Wars, actually, when we first meet Saul, where they were talking about how, how they were striking and things like that. And it was like, if you're not careful, you'll lose the people and you'll alienate the people and then they're not going to be on your side uh, and kind of things like that. And so I wonder... at some point, that shifted. Right. Well, it, you would assume. That's the thing. Because, I mean, we don't know who is for Saul's rebellion because I know Mon Mothma and all them see him as a madman. Um, as somebody who is adverse to what they're doing, even though they're going the same way and doing it differently. Um, But I wonder if he carried on his sister Stila's vision as far as bringing in the people to the rebellion and showing them that we can fight back instead of just becoming this terrorist cell causing chaos for the Empire, but in the same sense, disrupting the lives of everybody around them. Right. So it would be interesting to see how he balanced that out or if he balanced that out. Well, I think there's going to be a following for both. Yeah. Oh, definitely. A big mm-hmm. following for both. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. So in, in continuing with Rogue One, we get a cool mention uh, in there for Project Stardust. I know. We get, <laughs> you know, and Krennic and, yeah. oh, and that brings up Thrawn. For me, yes. but we'll we'll get there. But yeah, we get um, we get Stardust and the yes. Death Star, and I'm really excited to see where season four is going to finish mm-hmm. in comparison to Rogue One. I, I really hope it meets up with it, or at least maybe a year before too. or something like that. I hope like, it does too. Um, yeah. Or even if it includes it a little bit and then mm-hmm. has an episode or two after. I don't know. Yeah. But um, if somewhere, like, they make a mention, well, we've got to go do, we're going to go do this, and then they come back after, you know, Operation Rogue One or whatever, and yeah. then, you know, they they all die. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> um, well, I mean, and that's the thing is that I kind of wonder... Because, I mean, I, we know at least we're going to go to Yavin 4, where the Rebellion is on Rogue One, in Rogue One and everything, because we see Kallus, uh there at the with the temple behind him and everything. Right. And so we'll at least get to see Yavin 4, uh, the main base of, uh, of operations. Um, I just hope that we get real close to it. Uh, like you said, at least passing in it and then maybe after. Right. Something like that to complete that, tie that in. Tie it um, in. That's what I hope. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that would be awesome. Just uh, the way Rogue One was able to tie in Rogue One and A New Hope. Right. I think I, the way they do I love when they cool. fill in gaps. Right. I love that. Because I, I hate the, what happened here? Well, there's this much time between. Anything could have happened here. <laughs> like, stuff like that. It's like, okay, well, now we absolutely know. Here's this timeline. And I think it'd be cool for, cause, I mean, I know that Lucasfilm's kind of working towards filling in those gap timelines. That's, I mean, that's really where they're trying to pull their money from with Rogue One, Han Solo, and whatever other standalone films they do. Um, but it'd be cool to finally have that era filled in and start a new era. I would like I think, some more Leia, too, by the way. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Well, now, you know, we got the Leia novel. I, it's right here. Oh, you already... That's right. You already have it. I have it. <laughs> I'm thinking I might buy it for my wife. I haven't decided yet. So she's really excited about it, so I probably will. <laughs> well, I have a friend who just read it, and it's really good, he said. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. 
I think it, it's supposed to be her growing up or something it's like that. Her and Alderaan, the princess of Alderaan. That's awesome. That's awesome. But um, so cool. Yeah, he he said it really. Um, I can't remember the exact words, but he really liked it. It filled in a lot of blanks. Well, I think I made my decision. Yes. <laughs> well, cool. Um, so let's see. So I want to talk about Thrawn really quick because we read it. that now. Yes. And so we know that he's not as horrible and monster-like as you would have thought from season three. Right. And um, I feel like I wonder where he's going to come into play because he, at the end of Thrawn, he was into Stardust trying to figure out what, what that project was. And he was very big into trying to figure out how to not kill the entirety of the world um, right and so i wonder where he's gonna be by the end of season four that's true um i don't know i feel like thrawn's gonna survive i don't feel like he would be one of those characters that would be one-off kind of well i mean obviously he's not one-off he's the first one first villain that they've carried over season to season um but i mean i don't know like i, I feel like it would almost be a shame if they just ended him even I though know. I know that there's the that prophecy, prophecy but and yeah. you know, I wonder. I think because he doesn't have the best um, path either. I mean, when mm-hmm. it's war, who has the best path? Nobody has right. the best path. I would like to see him survive, but if he doesn't, I would like him to be dragged down by the Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. you know, as because he's probably the one that has punished them mm-hmm. for uh participating in the last battle of season oh, definitely. three um in zero hour and i feel like you know maybe that would be his penance definitely yeah i mean if anybody's gonna take him out it has to be the mandalorians or if they bring him down they don't necessarily have to bring him down to death Although that seems like the more viable option. <laughs> yes, but there could be a point where they bring him down to kill him and he does his Thrawn thing saying, you know, by the way, I'm not who you think I am. Mm-hmm. And he strategizes himself out of it. I could see that happening. But I mean, I don't know. Like, I kind almost kind of feel like this rebellion, though, even though because it's kind of beat him a couple times. Like, I feel like it's got him a little off his game. It does like, have I feel him like off it, his game. Yeah. I just hope that I he gets back on his game by the end. Yeah. No, I hear you. Definitely. I, I, I mean, now that we know what we know about Thrawn, like, I'm not rooting as much against him. <laughs> and it feels weird. <laughs> right. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not rooting against him at all. In fact, I wonder if he's going to be another, um, what is that guy's name? Tarkin? No. No. <laughs> the good guy that was the bad guy, and now he's the good guy. He switched. Callus. Callus. I knew it was mm-hmm. a K or a T or something. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I, I thought that maybe he could be in inside person. Okay. Yeah. Not Maybe not helping out the rebellion, but an inside person to sabotage certain things Mm-hmm. while still maintaining others oh yeah well i mean and, and it was made clear that he's definitely against the death star in yes. Thrawn. 
So, I mean, it stands to reason that he's doing something on the side. Um, he's keeping up appearances and he's doing something to try and prevent that Death Star from happening because he knows that the Emperor's not going to keep his word with it. Right. There's no way. Why would you build a world-ending machine and go, oh, I promise I'm not going to do yours. Right. <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. But he could go back to the Ascendancy. He could, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of things that he could do, mm-hmm. you know, to help his people. And maybe that's where he goes at the end is back okay. home. So more of a, a full retreat back home to save his people. Right. I could see that. Because that's always been his main goal is to save his people. True. I would like to see that. It'd be cool to finally see the Chiss Ascendancy. Right. And then he could could be back with Eli. That's true. Oh, Eli. Rebels cameo. (laughs) That would be cool. That would be cool. Sabine has to choose. Yes. Um, She has to prove her loyalty to her people and her family above the rebels and we don't know if it's above the rebels but i that's where i feel that it's going mm-hmm. and so it makes me wonder yeah yeah well i mean she technically already made a choice once yes. um but she chose to stay on mandalore yeah um, but at she that point, took all of her people that would go mm-hmm. to save the rebels so she did that's not true. make that choice that's true so i wonder if bokatan will uh force her to make that choice yes i think that she will have to make that choice and i Mm -hmm. don't know which one she's going to choose but i think that it's going to be very um huge for her oh yeah definitely um and i wonder if that choice could intersect with her helping the rebellion though because i mean part of the reason why the empire has come to mandalore is because they tried to stay as a state of neutrality. They weren't going to get involved. Right. Um, they weren't going to have empire or occupation, but they ended up getting empire occupation. Right. Uh, and and like then that. at the end, she she totally alienated most of her people by going to help the rebels and then mm-hmm. asked for help in return. And Hera goes, no, sorry, can't spare them. You yep. know, can't spare a square. So, you know, <laughs> it's like, I don't feel that, she is going to be able to choose the rebels mm-hmm. because uh, they, yeah. they chose not to choose her. I could see that for sure, because it's going to be one of those. Well, where were they? Um, I could see that happening. Um, it really feels like that. Even though it, it all may not end in death, <laughs> which I mean, for most of the crew members, it probably will, if we're being honest, um, but I, it kind of feels like all of the paths are going different ways for them. Mm-hmm. So Ezra's is pulling one way, Sabine's is pulling one way, Hera's is one way, Kanan's probably will end. Um, and then we have Zeb and Chopper that we really don't know much about, um, other than that they're there. Um, nothing really has been revealed for them or anything like that. Well, Zeb might go home too. That's true. To the new, I can't remember the name, but. Yeah, uh, Lasan. Yeah. yeah. He could go home. You don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It doesn't feel like something that Zeb would do. No, like, it I mean, doesn't. It Because, I mean, me, the Empire is not he's defeated. He's going to go down point, with so, yeah. the ship. Yeah. Definitely. That, that's what I see in him. But, I mean, that's the only way he's going to survive is mm-hmm. if he goes home. True. 
Man, this is getting sad. No, I'm just <laughs> thinking no, about you, it. Yeah, you wanted me to watch the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you're right though. You're right though. I mean, I, I don't see where this season could have a happy ending. No, um, but I mean it's definitely going to be a resolution of some point. Well, it's or, Star or Wars. Point, it's right. not going to yeah. be a happy ending. The only thing that it's going to end in is hope. That's mm-hmm. that's all it's going to end in. That's it's um, guaranteed. Yeah. Um. And really, that's all that you can end it with. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're being honest, even though it's animated, it's it's Star Wars. I mean, I know mm-hmm. uh, that animated gets a lot of flack, but it's still Star Wars, and right. it still hurts, and it's pointed. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. Um, so moving on from that, um, we do have... A few new characters that we're seeing in there, but one of note, um, played by Warwick Davis, uh, Rook, the um, yes. person that yes, the uh, the being that Thrawn employs to go after the rebels, um, which looks creepy as everything, <laughs> for one. Uh, but he's from the extended universe. Yes, he is, and I don't know much about him. I um, I have heard when davis actually tried out for that part i mm-hmm. did watch that yes that was hilarious <laughs> you'll have to look that up but it's on youtube um yes. <laughs> but it's curious to me thrawn says capture syndulla mm-hmm. and that makes me wonder if thrawn is sitting there saying hey by the way this is the only person that i can get the stardust information to mm-hmm. um hmm. Yeah. Maybe he's saying capture Syndulla instead of killing her so that he can have a little back and forth with her instead of just killing her right out. And, mm-hmm. But I don't know. No, definitely. I mean, it, it, with his strategic mentality at everything, it stands to reason that there's no reason why he would want to just exterminate her. Right. Um, well, because obviously she's doing something right. And he, there's something that he needs to learn that he does not know yet. Right. Um, and so, I mean, I could see them meeting back up again, which, I mean, after their first meeting, I don't imagine the second one's going to go too well. <laughs> um, I wonder, yeah. though, I mean, because he doesn't really, I don't know if he knows about mm-hmm. Galen and Jen or so. I don't yeah. know if he knows that part. So he feels maybe that he's doing his part to prevent Stardust by mm-hmm. relaying the information that he does have to the rebels. Yeah. I could see that. So definitely. Um I would I'd definitely be interested to see Thrawn's tactical take on everything. Yes. Um as shaken as he was and uh, that we left him in zero hour at the end of last season. Um I, I'm definitely interested to see how he's gotten his bearings and if he's just unhinged or if he's actually gotten himself together which is more likely, but gotten, gotten, himself, gotten together, himself together. Yeah. Let's we'll see what see. happens here. Yeah, so, we'll yeah. see. But, I mean, with him employing Rook, um, I-, I wonder if Rook is more of an assassin or a bounty hunter or what role he really plays. Because if it's, if it's capture, then that, I don't know, that's interesting to me. Yeah, and I don't know the story of Rook, what it's going to be in canon. Yeah, Um, right. I wish I did, and I wish I knew more non-canon. I wish I knew more legends. Yeah. Um, (laughs) 
But I think that as far as Rook goes, he could even be indebted to Thrawn for whatever reason. Definitely. Or employed by, you know, maybe not necessarily a bounty hunter, but maybe he is Thrawn's guy for Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Don't know. (laughs) Uh, We'll have to see. Yep, we'll find out in season four, I'm sure. (laughs) So cool. So was there anything else you wanted to talk about about the trailer? No, I think that's it. Awesome, cool. So we'll go ahead and wrap it up. So yeah, there's a lot coming for season four, guys. (laughs) A whole lot. Um, Which, I mean, I'm sure you already know. Uh, But we will be watching it right there with you. Um, Throughout the entire season, we will have review episodes uh, coming out. Um, I know that the episode's going to premiere like six times in one day or something like that, which is really odd. But (laughs) we we will be watching with you for sure. So uh, we'll have our review episodes out. Uh, every single week to talk Rebels with you and to digest all of the heartbreaking things that we will experience. Um, And And we're going to be putting our Holocron on hold while we do our Rebels so that we could really get in there like we do with Holocron. We'll do that with Rebels. Absolutely. Uh, And hopefully we'll be able to have some of our uh, old guests back on. Yeah. So so I haven't spoke with, with them yet, but... (laughs) <laughs> we will get with them and uh, see what we can do to have uh, some of our old uh, cosplay guests uh, coming back on uh, to talk some Rebels and Ahsoka and all that kind of stuff with us, yes. um, which will be exciting. So cool. So, and, and guys, make sure you, if you haven't already, uh, like and share us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Kessel Run Weekly. Uh, you can find us on KesselRunWeekly.com as well. Um, our episodes are out every Wednesday and Friday. Um, and until next time, My name is Danny. I'm Heather. And may the force be with you.